1: Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash try. Hello,
2: everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a very popular topic these days, and that is the rise of no-code WordPress sites. And joining us for this conversation is someone who knows a little bit about that, I'd like to welcome Jessica Scanlon to press this. Jessica, welcome.
3: No, oh, thank you for having me. This is so fun.
2: This, Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. Did, how did I do in the last name pronunciation? Like, oh,
3: you did good. You did good. good. <laughs> you <laughs> People know, get tripped up.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's not as bad as Vogelpohl. And, That's right. <laughs> uh, for those listening, Jessica had to say my last name recently in front of a crowd at mm-hmm. South by Southwest on a panel mm-hmm. we were on together. About how digital has changed since the pandemic, and like mm-hmm. how the digital world has changed. You did you did well with my pronunciation, Jessica. I was proud of you.
3: No, I had lots of practice.
2: <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah, it's like two simple words: vocal That's right. and so I don't
3: know <laughs> bad, but
2: Thank you for practicing. Um, for those listening, though, Jessica is going to be talking about. Jessica is the founder of Hot Dog Marketing, and she's going to talk about their new program Peasy which is a no-code platform, which helps SMB brands create incredible digital experiences with just the right mix of agency-led design to help their business stand out online. So Jessica is going to talk about their platform, but she's also going to talk about the notion of no-code sites and their role in thinking about uh, how maybe even agencies serve clients, but also, of course, how brands consider their web presence. So really interesting uh, topic, and I'm looking forward to diving in. All right, Jessica, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every guest on Press This. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress?
3: Oh, so I started working with small businesses before even we launched the agency, and that would have been in 2010 is probably when we first started working with WordPress. So it's been over 12 years, Um, and that's when I started getting into it myself and then also started working with developers that could really started to do some really cool things with WordPress. And then we launched the agency 10 years ago and leaned really heavily into WordPress as our preferred CMS for every project. And I mean, since then we've built hundreds of websites using WordPress and it's by far our favorite platform. Do
2: do you remember the reason why you started using it in 2010?
3: You know, I had a friend that was uh, of everything, a, f- a flash designer. <laughs> sure, I made some flash
2: sites, no you shame. You remember
3: that? Yeah. I do, yeah. She told me, because um, I was thinking about, um, you know, I was trying to learn about website options and she said, well, you know, everybody's kind of moving towards WordPress. And I said, oh, okay, well, tell me more. And so um, we kind of dove into... The, those early versions of WordPress and I also discovered studio press along the way so a lot of our early websites lean pretty heavily into those themes and, and Genesis oh, that's Yeah well
2: cool. yeah, yeah I've got a deep connection with Genesis that's great We've had Gardner <laughs> on the show a few times and things no, like that's that. Awesome. And, uh, of course, Genesis is part of the WP Engine universe now. Families, so That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so 2010. So that was a pretty eventful year in WordPress. And you probably didn't even maybe realize it at the time. But, of course, this was the introduction of uh, custom post-sites and, and custom meta fields, wow. which, in a way, really start to, in my view, re- um, energize the revolution towards you know, using WordPress in a no-code way. And mm-hmm. we're going to kind of bridge into that. But it's kind of interesting that 2010 was your origin year,
3: yeah. uh,
2: especially with that kind of monumental moment in WordPress's history.
3: I must have caught the wave as a non-developer at that point, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, there were... It, 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 it was the moment, in my opinion, when it transformed WordPress into being a true CMS before it was more of a blogging platform mm-hmm. with themes and plugins, and then all of a sudden it's like, um, you can really meaningfully edit your website, yeah. and, and it be a website and not just a blog.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. So you have uh, hot dog marketing, of course, and we're here though to talk probably more about PZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so could you tell me more about uh, PZ and, and hot dog marketing and kind of what you do uh, w- with both offerings?
3: Yeah. So PZ is a, a new program that we're launching this year. And the story behind that is, you know, when we started hot dog marketing, and I think this is a similar story for a lot of Um, small agencies like us, you know, our clients when we started were kind of the smallest of businesses. Um, And, you know, while we still work with kind of independently owned businesses, we're usually working with more mature companies now. And as our agency has grown um, and our capabilities with what we do with websites and digital experiences have grown, our projects keep getting, you know, more and more expensive. And that's also just kind of, how things are going, right? Like developers are expensive. It's expensive to design a custom website or develop a custom experience. And, um, you know, we were kind of losing the opportunity to continue to work with the smallest of businesses which we still have kind of a a heart and soul for here, right? We wanna make sure that we're offering something for them too, because we believe strongly that they're an important part of the community. So we took kind of a hard look at um, our website um, projects and thought, like, what can we do to innovate the way we build websites so that we can offer something at a much, much lower price with a lot of speed and velocity behind getting the project done so that we can continue to serve these um, smaller businesses, and then, you know we're coming out of the pandemic at this point too, so it's kind of obvious just looking at the looking at the world that smaller businesses could use all the help they could get. So we partnered with Texas State University, and they have uh, they do capstone projects for their MBA students, and so we partnered with a group of MBA students, and they helped us kind of study what are the concerns and the questions that these small business owners have about getting a website up and what do they understand and don't understand and what is the price point they're kind of expecting to pay an agency if they were going to say like you know I don't want to do this myself I want I want some help with it Um, and it was really interesting you know they came back and said sure they get a they're attracted to Squarespace and Wix as offerings but They end up spending 50 to 60 hours of their own time trying to build a website on their own and they're not designers. So at the end of the day, it just doesn't look the way they want it to. It doesn't function the way they want it to. It doesn't have the content on there that they want. And, you know, and so they said that they were really looking to pay less than $3,000 to somebody to help them with their website and they need it done quickly. So we use that as kind of a catalyst for how we were going to design the the PZ program and, and try to fill in that gap somewhere between those DIY platforms and the, you know, more custom built website offerings that agencies typically do
2: so the business owners and it's smart of you to do this study when you're like you're not in the room asking the questions (laughs) as the the agency but yeah i get a a little bit less of that hawthorne effect there i guess from from for at least kind of spoiling the interview Mm -hmm. but it sounds like because i was going to ask you about squarespace and wix and other Mm -hmm. i mean even people have made this comment about gutenberg like oh Mm -hmm. all the small businesses will just go do it on their own now Mm -hmm. and and your your survey respondents or those that you that, that the group interviewed, yeah. seem you can just say, like, well, yeah, I can, but I'm not good at it. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do it. Did you, did you find that was like a majority of those that participated? Yeah. Was it a was it a smaller chunk? The most of them, all of them, like where did Oh uh,
3: yeah. Most of them were um most of them had tried, is basically the story. Like a majority of the small business owners either had a site that was built by their cousins you know, nef- what, whoever, cousin's boyfriend and had major concerns about understanding how to use it because once it was given to them, they had no way of easily updating the content on it because they didn't understand how it was built or um, how the CMS worked. And then the ones that tried it on their own using, you know, either the, the Wix or the Squarespace or even the GoDaddy offering that they try to sell you after you register your domain name you know, just burned so much time and basically were spending the first couple of years in business unhappy with their website, but feeling like they weren't at a point where they could afford somebody to do uh, what so they, they can really wanted.
2: Kind of create it on their own, but not do a great job with design, but be able to update it or maybe have taken a path where updating it is, is difficult for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And um, But the gist is they want to update, but they don't necessarily want to design, at least the folks that you spoke to. And this is very interesting. I want to get into the whole notion around no-code sites a little bit deeper, though. um, But we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back.
1: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Jessica Scanlon about the rise of no-code WordPress websites. Jessica, right before the break, you were telling me a little bit about the desire of small business owners to be able to keep their website updated and fresh. But not necessarily to be the designer of their own site, and I thought that was incredibly intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it sounds like from this study, then you decided to basically um, build out Peasy as a path, a program, mm-hmm. a pro- a program path, in order to achieve their website goal. So, how do you do that with PZ?
3: Yeah, that's great. So, we took our um, we took our website process, which is not dissimilar from any other agency's website process and really looked at what could we do to create value but also kind of strip away the layers that cost money cost time um you know how do we keep the developer time to it at kind of a minimum um, to kind of save on cost and knowing that the the content portion and the design and functionality portion is really important to these customers so keeping a designer involved, but figuring out how do we do kind of all of it much more quickly. And so what we, um, what our developer did, our lead WordPress developer said, why don't we build kind of a a template site, right? And then take advantage of WP Engine's ability to kind of duplicate environments um, on the, on our dedicated servers there to make the the setting up, the install of WordPress and the setup of WordPress, simple. And let's customize our PZ offering, you know, with a really easy to understand and custom Gutenberg site, um, really minimize how much uh, CSS coding we have to do and just uh, use some other ways to just customize the font and the color, uh, but keep it from having so much stuff in it that the average person couldn't go in there and update their own WordPress site easily. And so that's what we did. So a majority of the work that we do on a PZ site is um, a designer using the template in prototyping software like uh, Adobe XD. And once the client approves that, the developer has a very simple workflow to get a new WordPress uh, environment set up and to customize just a couple of lines of code for styling and then goes in and moves in all the design assets to make it look and feel just like the prototype did. And that cut our development time from you know 30, 60 days on a custom site build to two days. So we can get a site up very, very quickly now um, for very little development cost. And it's been a really popular program.
2: Now, from your perspective, that means that you can service smaller clients mm-hmm. and do a job you're proud of. Mm-hmm. And from the client's perspective, it means they get a low cost, good looking site. Yep. Uh, uh, what, what is the advantage of going WordPress in this route for them? Like,
3: yeah.
2: um, is, it, is it the flexibility for the future? Is it, you know, the hiring? And, and there's lots of people that can work in it. What did you, why this versus doing this with Wix yourself or something like that?
3: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, biggest advantages for us is kind of the key to the program is the way it works with our hosting at WP Engine. Um, So knowing that we could leverage Gutenberg to create that very easy experience on uh, the WordPress side of it when the client wants to log in and make their own updates. But the other thing that the survey had found was that there's over 60% of business owners wish they had, you know, their website person easily accessible just in case something comes up and they need help with their site. And so we offer a maintenance program with PZ um, that gives those business owners that person that they can work with. And during the sales process, one of the things that comes up is, well, you know, this seems like a very templated solution? What are my options for growing it? And it's really, really nice to say, well, with WordPress, it's endlessly scalable. You can add whatever you want. And for the for them to know that they own that site and they can take it anywhere, they're not necessarily tied to Hot Dog Marketing or Peasy forever. They're not necessarily tied to WP Engine forever, right? That's their website um, that they could move Just about anywhere and throw a rock and find somebody that can work on that site for them if they needed it. So that's, you know, typical advantages of WordPress. It's easy to sell a small business owner on why you'd want to do it that way instead of being kind of tied down to a platform that you can't get out of.
2: Okay, so that's really interesting. So the, the scale and customization is a draw. Like uh, there are small businesses, but I guess most small businesses would prefer to be bigger businesses on some level. <laughs> that's and so right. yeah, if I'm if I'm kind of chained in, in, in flexibility, it prevents my um, you know growth perhaps in the future, even if I don't need that right now. And then it sounded like now, now, the platforms that we don't have to pick on one platform, I guess, too much, but like the sassy platforms, yeah. um, I mean, they have support, but it sounded like they needed, you said a, a person. Did you, mm-hmm. were you implying like someone that like knows their history and like can make an informed decision about what to do next or recommendation? Is, is that what's important or did that come through?
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. So, it, you know, the small business owner, uh wants to feel like they've got somebody they can reach out to that they've worked with before that they trust to give them advice on the site. They don't necessarily want to call a 1-800 number or get on chat with some random person um and just have them be guided through a troubleshooting process. You know, they want to be able to say like I want this done in the next few days, can you just take care of it for me or you know, this doesn't seem to be working on the site and just have someone take care of it. You know, a small business owner's got a million headaches. Website should be kind of one of the last things that they have to worry about. And you were spot on with the the growth part of it. Every small business owner, I think, dreams of growing the business, having multiple locations, having a larger team. And one of the topics that we talked about too, during our South by panel together was just the you know, restaurants wanting to add these kind of third-party systems to make online ordering and online experiences easier. So knowing that they can add e-commerce down the road, or it works seamlessly with third-party platforms, all of that are good selling points for WordPress. And um, I think it makes them feel like they're getting a professional product when they're using a WordPress site.
2: Yeah, and I would imagine, and I know your, your your business name is Hot Dog Marketing, so I'm assuming <laughs> you're focusing on growing these businesses and more, more than just the building sites for them. I guess sites mm-hmm. and building sites is a form of growth, of course, but like mm-hmm. you're trying to make them grow. And so my guess is, as you're servicing them, you're thinking like, what can we do next? And then mm-hmm. you start to think about, well, well, that means we need to change something on the website, and how are we going to do that? And so I'm guessing mm-hmm. that, that that simplicity is great for their budget, but then the flexibility later for you to go and build on top of that without having to rebuild the whole site again um, is an advantage for you to get their continued business. Is that yeah, fair to say?
3: That is fair to say. And you know, one of the things that came out of that study, beyond you know, wanting a better-looking website with better content on it, um, those small business owners that we interviewed as part of that Study said that their number one other concern was search engine optimization. As far as their concern, that's um, you know just a puzzle that they don't have time to figure out. <laughs> and so um, we do offer a pretty simple um, search engine optimization add-on to our PZ sites. And then of course, if they're ever interested in growing their online presence, Hot Dog Marketing is well positioned to to do more for that client as they grow. But um, it's easy, it's a nice, easy way to get them started in kind of a growth minded way of building their digital presence, if that makes sense, you know, rather than thinking of it as like an essential brochure thing that I'm just going to put online and never think about it again. Now they have a real professional site with some functionality, some SEO maybe, and they're going to start seeing some advantages from that and hopefully want to grow in other areas.
2: Yeah, I, I see what you mean there. If I if I can go build it on my own this Saturday, you're, mm-hmm. you're thinking like, did I really get what I need for my business? And That's so right. it's a point of pride. You probably brag to your family. You definitely <laughs> brag to your family. I remember <laughs> I'd have clients in my agency days, send it to their family and brag on it and post on Facebook and you'd see their cousins and sisters. And so it's a personal reflection as well, especially mm-hmm. for small businesses and, and local communities, you know. Uh, it, it has a very uh, sp- special meaning and means something. Mm-hmm. And so if there's care and quality behind it, it's a point of pride. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's your job, you know, to try extra hard <laughs> to make it a point of growth. Now, yeah. earlier you mentioned the kind of ownership part and, and that that's such an interesting part of, of the WordPress kind of pitch to me. Yeah. I want to kind of get your perspective on it, but we're going to take our last break and okay. we'll be right. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of talking about the rise of no-code WordPress sites with Jessica Scanlon of Hot Dog Marketing. Jessica, right before the break, you were telling me a little bit about, I kind of, I guess, uh, personified it through the yeah. lens of uh, of, of that, that the sense of pride of, of having a quality site. But I wanted to kind of talk about the ownership side, because mm-hmm. I feel like it, when you look at the open source community and developers, there's a really like deep understanding of like this notion of like owning your software and your site versus quote renting it from a platform.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
2: it sounds as like you're using that in your pitch and I just I'm wondering I'm just imagining like this business owner that doesn't know much about tech like grasping yeah. that concept but like does it resonate.
3: You know, it does. And that's only because, um, I can share with them a million stories of other business owners that we've worked with that had a site that was built maybe in a proprietary CMS by a developer at some point, some, you know, and they may have spent loads of money on that, but they have zero idea how to move it away from that company or do anything with it. And then you've got clients that, um, have started or maybe um, built their own thing in, in Squarespace and don't understand that they can't just transfer it somewhere else. Yeah, the you know? switching cost. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. is like,
2: that's what I tell people is like, yeah, you can do it. But like two years later, when you want to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you also have to pay to switch all that legacy stuff you built up on the other side. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's a big cost and it will delay that next move because you'll be like, oh, I don't want to do it now. I don't want to do it now. Cause I have all this other stuff I have to do at the same time. Right. I wanted to add that, you know, e-commerce experience to my website or something. I have to rebuild yeah. the whole other part of my website.
3: Well, and there's a, and I'm not going to pick on any particular company, but there are other marketing agencies that really hone in on these smaller businesses. Um, And part of their offering may be part of like a suite of digital marketing services as a a website that they'll build for you. And then the moment you become unhappy with those marketing services is kind of the moment you realize you can't move your site away from this marketing company without having to build it all over again. And uh, they usually put proprietary plugins and things like that, too, that are maybe running some essential functionality, even if it's a WordPress site. And they'll have things that, oh, sure, you can move it, but we're going to have to strip it away from all, strip all these plugins and themes off your site, which basically makes it useless uh, when you move it somewhere else. And I think as a small business owner who's gone through all sorts of lessons myself, it's incredibly unfair to be put in that position when you are trying to make strategic moves towards growth. Um, and it just felt really unfair. And that's why we always have been big advocates for WordPress period, because we'll say, listen, if for some reason you don't want to work with us anymore, we don't want to keep this amazing, important business asset away from you. You own it, go take it where you need to take it. You know,
2: that's awesome. Are you using custom plugins you make yourself or are you using off the shelf to maximize uh, totally off the shelf to maximize that portability?
3: Uh, We use off the shelf, yeah. So So and the client
2: can bounce out, and Mm -hmm. there's there's no quote weird code somebody else has to figure out someday. Um, You're you're thinking about that portability in that very first sense. Now, I mean, the go to move of the uh, maybe less scrupulous developer would to take people down that route, yeah. um, To 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 create that um, uh, tie to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why why didn't you do it that way? Like the Client might never know that. <laughs> you know that. Yeah.
3: Well, I don't, it doesn't mean- I know that, that I'm
2: implying you're an unscrupulous person, but I just mean like, why is that important to you to do? And then do you communicate that to these clients?
3: Yeah, I think uh, it doesn't It doesn't really match with our values, right? One of our core values as a company is um, adaptability and quality. And uh, we want to make sure that, and positivity too. So we want to offer all of those things to our clients when they work with us and um, so we don't put anything on there that they can't take with them. You know, we're not going to put some sort of plug that has a, a premium license that we pay for that's going to make it really hard for them to move on. We're going to try to find a solution that's off the shelf or a free that they can keep on their site, and, you know, we minimize the use of plugins as much as we can. We'll use them for things that we can't, you know, might not already be created inside of the Uh, the website template that we're using over and over and over again. But, you know, it's things like Yoast, right? Like we'll put Yoast on the site and Yoast will go with them wherever they need to go. And it'll be set up the right way for them to get the most out of Yoast when they move their site. But we also want the opportunity to prove to them our value as a good website and marketing partner. And if they're not happy with us, we don't, want to make them stay with us because that was my
2: my philosophy as well. I love that. It sounds like you're using, and I appreciate all the references to WP and Jim, it sounds like you can manage hosting. So it sounds like you're setting them up in a place where, they can keep their PHP and WordPress up to date, and other parts in mm-hmm. good shape and augmenting it that way. Very clever. This yeah. was super interesting, Jessica. Thank oh, you thanks. so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, I
3: appreciate you thinking of us. And, you know, I, we really love the partnership with you guys and love WordPress. So thanks. Well, I
2: appreciate you having me on the panel at South by. I feel like this is not an even trade, but I really am <laughs> glad that you came to my podcast. This is amazing. Um, if you'd like to check out more about what Jessica is up to, you can visit hotdogmarketing.net. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.